circumstances. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today for your presence, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the breath that we breathe. Strength to rise, Lord. You have waken us up again, Lord God. Yes, Lord. May we choose to do your purpose today. Yes. Lord God, I thank you for each person, each family represented today. Lord God, we lift up those who are not here today. Lord God, you know their need, you know the reason for not being here. Lord God, you have destined each one that is here for a purpose. So Lord God, may we get out of the way and let you do your work. Lord God, may you use your word as a powerful tool and an instrument, a truth, a standard for life today. Yes, Lord. Take us from the darkness into the light. From the grave to light. From discouragement to encouragement. From fear to faith. Lord God, may we each one lift one up. Lord God, that they might truly be lifted up by your son Jesus. Yes. Our ushers come forward today. Heavenly Father, we give you freedom to move here today. We ask you in. Set our stand at the door now. We open the door, you'll come in. So Lord God, we ask you today to come into every heart, every circumstance, every situation. Lord God, that we would truly be free in the spirit today. Talk we looked up the offering, please. Father, Father, we thank you this morning that we had the privilege of coming and forward to worship. We know now that the song service is over, Lord, but the worship continues, Lord. We ask your blessing that we give our worship and our giving this morning, Lord. Bless every cheerful giver, Lord. Multiply these gifts, these tithes, and offerings out according to your perfect will, Lord. And you will be glorified through them. We ask you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Dan and Colton are back from Haiti. Woo! They're from out of the box. We've got about three minutes between the two of them to speak today. Come on up, guys. Didn't talk to them about it. Yet. Something impromptu sometimes is the best, too. Amen? They have to rely on God. Oh, you got a baggie. Look at that. He was already ahead of me. That's 30 silver pieces? Or what is that? Praise the Lord. Tell us about Haiti, guys. Thank you. 
Our mission was a complete success. Uh, the team went over, the team ministered to the kids, the children, and the people in Haiti. Uh, we ran into some obstacles, but God overcomes obstacles, amen? And if we didn't have difficulties and complications in our life, we wouldn't realize that Jesus Christ is Lord, amen? So it, it's a tough thing to go through trials and tribulations, but God is in control of everything, and he is on the throne, and prayer changes things, amen? These are, if everybody's got one of these coins, if you got the little coins, it's a, it's a one good coin, and the Lord kind of spoke to my heart to give you a, a shiny coin that represents that re represents our cleanness in Jesus. Amen. Fresh and brand new every day. Oh, Amen. Amen. So when you see this coin, remember that his mercies are new every morning. We're shiny and new in his eyes. Amen. Yeah. And I, this is what this is what the Lord spoke to my heart to do. And if you got one of the bigger coins, it's called a five food coin. Got a five food coin that's a little bit bigger. Anybody here get a five food coin? You got the bigger one that's a one food or a five food. But anyhow, here I want to get the pastor get one. Right. No, no, we're going to change that little one food yeah, for a five food. Oh, I got the big food. The big food. <laughs> He's the big food. He's the big food. Um, here's what I would like you to do. And the Lord spoke to uh, my heart for you guys. That every day, whichever you open the most. Whether it's your Bible or your refrigerator. Could you put your coin on there? And when you see this coin, please pray for the mission of Team Haiti for Jesus. And for the for the nation of, of Haiti, that God would move in a mighty way over there as never before. Bringing that nation one God under bring that nation under one God. Jesus Christ as Lord over Haiti. Amen. And the devil and voodoo out. And Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in. Amen. To see miracles and things happening over there. So that's what that coin's for. Put it, put it on whatever you open up the most, your Bible or your refrigerator, and pray every time you see the coin. So if you got the big coin, the big good, five, you gotta pray five times. Freedom, and, and where the Lord is, there's freedom, but it talks about the spirit of 
And it says that the Lord is spirit. So really to understand this freedom that we're talking about, we must understand that which comes, that which keeps us from freedom. Amen? And today we're really talking about that which is from the external, the outside, that which we see with our eyes, that which we can interact with, that that we are responsible to deal with, and as opposed to that which is internal. The Spirit of God is internal, amen? The Spirit of God lives within us internally. But I tell you today, the best example that I can give you, if you go back to the Old Testament, we're in, out, into the, out into the sands, out into the desert, and Moses leaves them for a period of time. Remember, he went up to the mountain, there he met God, and, and on the tablets of stone were written ten things. Written ten things. Ten commandments, amen? We know that Moses was gone for a while, and time he came back, he found the people uh, rooted in sin and making idols and just carrying on and doing all the things that we ought not to do. That looks like our world today, doesn't it? It's almost like Moses is up to the mountain and and and, uh, and he's left the people alone. But I tell you today, to understand that, we've all seen Charleston Heston playing the, the mighty Moses, you know, coming down, and that's probably the image most of us have rather than learning what the Word of God says. A picture. The external the laws, I tell you today, as I go into the jail, I tell you the laws, many of them are focused on the laws today. Many are focused on the external uh, of the things that I've seen and the prices paid for the things that I've done. And, and still in denial, you know, deny, deny, deny is today's famous word. Go to the insurance company. They'll deny, deny, deny. Deny your claim. Though you pay, the, you pay your uh, premiums. But today I tell you that's many the story of our lives. Many of us, we talk and we sing, and God orchestrated it very well. The songs we sang today talk about from the external to the internal. The things that we go through, the process we go through, the bondages, the darkness that we live in, and the, the light is available, but man, we look through very, very small light eyes. From, the, from that which condemns men to that which brings righteousness, from darkness to light, Amen. From the external, the law, to the internal, the spirit of God that lives within us and truly sets us free. To come from being opposed to God, an enemy of God, to being in a right standing with God. From darkness to the light. So I tell you today that the law is external. Those ten commandments came down from the mountaintop, they're written on stone, and I tell you that, that number one, they asked for that, didn't they? Give us an extra, give us a cane, give us the, give us the law, we can live by the law. And I tell you how many live by the law today. Well, I think we all live by the law. See, the law never changed. But I tell you that, that we live by grace and mercy, the internal today, the light by grace and mercy, the law is still the law. Amen? He didn't come to abolish the law or get away with it. He came to uphold it, to fulfill it, didn't he? The law said that there be a blood sacrifice for sin, and he became that sacrifice for sin. But we all still live by the law today, make no mistake. Break the law and see if you don't get a ticket, see if you don't pay. Does that make sense? So the law is a change. We still have the exterior influence on our lives. We can see the law. We can understand the law somewhat. You know, if you break the law, you pay the price. If you get caught, that hurts. But it doesn't do anything for us to change our heart, does it? Oh, it can make you angry. 
We may stop speeding if you're on your second or third speeding ticket because of the price of the law, the price that you pay, and to realize the next step is a greater step, a greater cost, because you no longer drive, amen? And your insurance is to walk. See, that's all external stuff, guys. That's all external stuff. It's that which our eyes see. It's that uh, which lets us know that, that we are under the law. The trouble with law is up to us to understand it, isn't it? It's up to us to know the law. It's up to us to follow the law. And laws are ever-changing. Laws are ever-changing. Who can keep up with the new laws that are written every day? None of us can. Not even the lawyers can. They have books and books and books, but guess what? Time to get through the book, the law is already changed. Does that make sense? Yeah. The tablets of stone was the law. The law of God was, was written on those tablets of stone for all to look at, to all to see, all to understand, all to follow. There was a price for, for breaking the laws. At that time, it was an animal sacrifice. It was an external standard. It, you know, really, it was the standard of living, isn't it? It was that which on the outside. Guess what? The trouble with that is, is that somebody else had to pay your price. That's true. The law was written on the stone, and in the Old Testament, if you broke the law, you had to bring certain animals that would be sacrificed, and, and then they would pay the price for your sin. So as we don't pay the price, as we don't understand that, that it, was the, it was the monetary value of the animals that was really being, it was, it was, it was a slap on the hand. Praise the Lord. It was external. It's an external standard of living. External standard of, of looking at ourselves, examining ourselves. It was used for judging more than examining. Moses carried them down from the mountain. They had no power to change any hearts. They condemned them, didn't they? You break the law, you're condemned. There's no, there's no forgiveness in the law. Oh, there might be a range that a, that a judge could give you from so many years or so many months or so many dollars to another dollar, but there's no forgiveness. You have to pay. If you've done the crime, you have to pay the price. External. Condemns us. No power to forgive or forget. When they charge you a fine, it goes in your record, doesn't it? That make sense? No forgiveness. External. Feels internal. Man, we get mad. Man, we, we feel like we're broke because of the tickets and the, all that stuff, but it really doesn't change our hearts, does it, guys? It just raises up a, another emotion. But I tell you, the worst part about the law is we all stand guilty. We all stand guilty of breaking one law or another. Today, if I don't get out here in time, I'm going to be breaking the law of speaking. If I get caught, guess what? Who can I complain to but Don? Uh, I can complain to the Lord, but he's going to say, you broke the law. Amen? Sometimes I've, I've already been given grace a couple of times. So I, don't, I don't know how far that grace extends. Last time my wife said, slow down. You want to get a ticket? And I said, no. No sooner looked up the road than there it was. Lights were on before I got there. I boo-boo. Remember if I did or not. Praise the Lord, God's grace uh, set me on my way as I was in a hurry as they can only tell. Amen. But guess what? Guilty broke the law. We all stand guilty of breaking the law. We all stand in the dark hoping nobody finds out. That's the key. 
When we break the law or when we do something, automatically we go into sneak mode and we hope that nobody sees us. When you're speeding, you hope that nobody sees you as, as those with the, with the authority to write you a ticket, amen? And you know you're doing it because you're looking ahead and you're slowing down for the, for the turnarounds and stuff. I tell you, the cost of breaking those Ten Commandments was death. Death. Separation from us and God. Death. Separation. Animals, death. To pay for our atonement. To pay for our sins. But the Spirit of the living God was written on the tablets of our hearts. See the, see, the law of God was written on the tablets. But the Spirit of the living God, he, he who was risen from the dead, he who dwells within us, for we who know, know him, that is written on the tablets of our heart is eternal. And he's constantly tugging at our hearts and, and through conviction, that which doesn't separate us, that which doesn't condemn us, constantly is convicting us and guiding us back into a right standing with him through forgiveness and repentance. Amen? That's the internal part. That's the, the spirit of the living God. It says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. It didn't say that, that we aren't guilty of something, but I tell you the difference is, is that the price was paid by Jesus on that cross as he hung there. Thus we are free to admit that, that we are sinners. We are free that, to know that we can be forgiven through the process. We are free to know that we don't have to pay a price because the price has already been paid. Does that make sense? So we have freedom in the Lord. Freedom to know that our price has already been paid. The ransom has already been paid. That is true freedom. It's an internal. It's the same law, but it becomes written on our hearts, seasoned with grace and mercy of our God, who forgives and who forgets and who pays the price for us. Does that make sense? That is the freedom that they're talking about. He lives within us. His spirit dwells within us and guides us and leads us. The price has been paid. And, and, and I tell you, the spirit gives life. What do I mean? <coughs> Life is given because we're in a right relationship with God, because we're in a right relationship with God. I tell you, our faces should reflect the glory of the Lord. If you read the scripture, it talked about Moses wearing a veil that the light not be seen as it faded. But I tell you, we who have the glory of God living within us don't have to wear the veil. The shining, the light from within should shine. It says, let your light shine. So we should be thankful and joyful, the light shining from with us, because God's light is within us. Does that make sense? The spirit of the living God is in us, thus the light is in us, and what should come from us, that which was from within, the light of God shining through the smile, the glow, the, the walking through circumstances without literally killing us. I tell you, circumstances are hard. I'm never saying, you'll not hear me say we're not to cry, we're not to feel sad, we're not to be compassionate for others, because that's not true. There's a season for everything. But we know we're going to get through it. Amen? Amen? Or we believe that we're going to get through it, even at times we even have doubts. If you say you don't have doubts, I don't think you're being truthful. Because hard times come. But God has made, made His light shine on us and through us, on our hearts, and that was within us about freedom in the Lord to, to have that veil taken away. The Bible talks about the veil. Those who have been set free, the veil has been removed. The veil, number one, it keeps us from the holiest of holies, but the veil that Moses wore to show the dimness of light in the times, but we who have God within us, guess what? 
we should be showing the light of God through us. It should show on our face. We should reflect God's glory. We're be why? Because we're being transformed into his glory. Does that make sense? Into his character. And as we are being transformed, we're being changed daily. We're being changed into his likeness. Into, into the light and from the dark. Thus more and more light shines from us. Does that make sense? Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration I talked about a little bit last week. He shined like they'd never seen him shine before, didn't he? In his glory. His clothes shine. His face shine. And I tell you, our face should shine as the spirit of the living God. He's not a dead God. He's alive and he dwells within as the spirit does. Does that make sense? Amen. As opposed to the exterior, the law, it's the same law. I said that the spirit of the living God takes and writes it, the, uh, the, into the tablets of our hearts. See, they become that which is doable through the grace of God. We can't live by the law unless we break it. We're all guilty. We're all guilty. But through Christ, we have been set free and declared in a, a righteous, in a right standing. Because He paid the price. He paid the sacrifice. We don't need to. Can you imagine getting a ticket? Somebody else pays your ticket? You just keep getting speed tickets, wouldn't you? When you have to pay yourself, it makes a difference. But I tell you, the difference should be as the smile would be on your face if somebody paid the price for you for that ticket. Jesus paid the price for our sin. Does that make sense? When you compare the two? We claim that we that the grave opened and we run out of the grave. Can you be just being Lazarus? You think he just stood there and said, geez, you know, that's what? Once they unwrapped him, I can't imagine how his smile was. I can't imagine him not grinning from ear to ear. If God has truly set you free from an addiction, should you not glow with that? If God has given you a home and you didn't have one, does that put a smile on your face? Food, if you didn't have it and now you've had a meal, would that not put a smile on your face? Seems so little, but it's not little if that's your circumstances. It's huge. It's a miracle. The Spirit of God gives life. We're saying to that. gives life. How does he give life? He dwells within us. And he's transforming us. He's changing us from who we were to what we now are and from where we are to even a greater sense of the glory of God. Revealed knowledge of God's glory in the face of Christ. It's a revealed knowledge that Jesus Christ is real. We hear so much talk about Jesus Christ. But can you imagine when you become a, 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 an object of the gift of God who dwells within you and truly set free? How is it revealed? It's through the face of Jesus Christ, the gift of God, His Son, the sacrifice, the, the, the Spirit that dwells within us as the evidence. And then the promise of much, much, much more to come. How can we not grin? Well, we grin when it happens, and we soon forget. That's the trouble. It's revealed knowledge of, of God's glory in the face of Jesus. As we look into Jesus, it's about God and His and, and, and the knowledge of who God is and through Jesus Christ, the death and the, and the life that work in us. Can you believe just that Jesus lived and died? It's the same 
same thing taking place in us. How can I grin if I'm dying? Because in dying, I'm living to a greater expect. There's more light in me as I die to myself. As I die to the, to the sinful nature, as, I, as one circumstance leaves and, and, and I, am, I, I, I get victory over that circumstance, that is life in a new sense, amen? A new life, a new understanding, a new revelation that God has, has interceded for me and answered prayer. Because of the light, we can see. Because of Christ who walks with us, we see things differently. We look through different eyes. Almost the same eyes, but we begin to look with our heart and our eyes. Amen? Instead of just looking upon the law, you have to do this or you have to pay this price. We look at the we look into the eyes of Jesus who said, I paid the price for you, and therefore you don't have to pay the price. Thus we should show the light of God within us. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. So it's from the outside uh, that, that we see the law, but it's from the inside that we see the light of God. Amen. It's with our heart, it's with our it's with our intellect. It, it is it is with this our spirit confirms with the spirit of God that dwells within us that it's all Thus, the spirit of the living God is written on your heart. He's not a dead God. He's alive. And he's alive in us. And he works through us. Does that make sense? Amen. I mean, it, I'm not very good at explaining that. I hope the law helps you to see that it's external. It's still the law. We still have the law. But as Christ comes in, we become. it almost becomes a joy to do the law, to keep the law of God. Because we see it as a different, we're being transformed. So we see the law not as I that I can't, but we it's a law that says you can. We can rejoice. Because guess what? We focus on who we are and what God has brought us from, so we have reason to rejoice. So it's really the death of our old nature no longer condemns us through guilt. We can openly admit, freely admit my issues. Because it sets us free. It, it, it not only sets us free, it shows the light of God within us and the power of God that he's still alive. The power to change us and the power to sustain the change. To make it last over a period of time. It shines in our hearts and that, that shining is the joy, guys. The joy of serving. Why would somebody give so much time to do for those who don't appreciate it? I talked about it not long ago. Do you know something? Because we don't do it under people, we do it under God. And to God, if we do it under God, it's gratefulness to Him and, and, and the joy of the Lord. And it's not because of our love, it's for His love for us, as I spoke about last week. It changes the whole picture of why we do what we do and what we're doing. It's a new life in the Spirit, in the light of Jesus. And, and thus that we are in Him, we are right standing with Him. power to keep, guys. power to keep the change. What is that power? It's the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Last week, we, last week, we had people asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't something that was rehearsed. It wasn't really in the mountain. It was something that God was doing. And God is opening our hearts to new possibilities and more uh, really left. We have no more of God than when we first started. It's just a matter of us taking up the dross that, that we see more light that he is in us. We give him more space. 
But really, we're talking about the grace of the new covenant in Jesus' blood, guys. We believe. We believe in Jesus only. That's the light. The light has come into the world, the scripture says. But, but, but number one, man loves darkness, and, 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 and man hasn't understood the light. We have faith in Jesus, amen? Our faith is in the work that he done and his promises. So we rejoice and even love the law of God. We see the value and the wisdom of God's word. That's why we learn to love it. Because we begin to gain wisdom and it puts a light on the value of the wisdom of the word. The wisdom of God. The freedom of the spirit. Why? Because spirit may convict us, but it doesn't condemn us, does it? The law condemns us. Always in your record? You have to pay the price. But the Spirit of God convicts us. Christ has already been paid. He died on the cross. He took our shame. He took our guilt. He took all them things upon himself. And conviction is for the purpose of restoration, a closer walk with him. Not separation. The law would separate you. Can I tell you, Leviticus 3, 2, if you want to talk about separation, the Old Testament compared to the New Testament, Leviticus 3, 2, it talks about those who were unclean. Those who were ceremonial unclean. There was a tabernacle, the, the, the traveling church of, of skins and and stuff, the tents were on the outside, and you got to, you go into the to the building. It wasn't a building, it was just a big rectangle with with that's considered the temple. And then of course the curtain was there between the holies and holies. But those who were considered unclean, those who had a sore on them, the Bible really talks about leprosy. And then but when you had if you were ceremonially unclean, you would have to go to the priest and they look at it. They look you over. If you had a sore, depending on the color of the hair, the color of the skin, and all these things, number one, they'd put you in isolation. And then number two, you'd have to come back two or three times, and they'd look you over, and eventually they would cast you out. So the priest would look at you, and they would isolate you, and they'd cast you out from the, from the temple. But I tell you in the New Testament, Jesus prepared to set up the disciples' house. He said to them to heal and to rise up and to cleanse and to drive out the demons. And he talked to them, freely give as you have freely received. Can you see the difference? The law says to separate. The law says to condemn, cast out from, from the masses. But in the New Testament, it says to bring them in, to heal them, to restore them to drive out, to, to, to cleanse. There's a big difference between casting you out and bringing you in. Can you see the difference? Who's going to admit that I got an issue if somebody's going to cast me out and drive me away? Well, I've done something and you're going to get hit with the ball bat. Who's going to admit I've done it too? Give me one. <laughs> None of us. We have freedom. Well, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I tell you, if the spirit of the living God dwells within us, we're going to see that people will openly admit that I am wrong. They're going to be coming to the Lord, and they're going to say, Lord, 
having to walk with the guilt and the shame and to step, to admit that you're stepping into the light. You're bringing all your sins into the light of the living God. God uses his people. He's dwelling within us. And how we react to those who say, help me, I need this, or I need help with that, how we respond to them determines if the living God is dwelling within us and the light shining from our face that they might come to us. I guarantee if you got leprosy and you go to the priest and he's going to cast you out, you ain't going to go to no priest or anybody else that they're going to condemn you and separate you until somebody sends you there. Oh, you've been caught, so to speak. So you've been caught speeding. You're not going to the court, but when you're sent, you'll show up where they'll come and get you eventually. Or the next time you get a ticket, you'll get a free ride. Well, it won't be free, but you'll get a ride. You're going to come out. But our Jesus died for us. The cost has been paid. He dwells within us. So we go from our guilt, and we, and we go from our shame, and we go from the fear, and from the need to judge others. To go leave these things behind because these are things that drive us into the dark. If we're guilty of something, we want to hide. We hope nobody saw us. If we're shameful, we're not going ashamed of what we've done. You're not going to openly say to anybody, this is what I've done, and bring it into the light. Why? Because you're going to be hiding in the dark, hoping nobody finds out. Does that make sense? See, so many Christians fear and have fears, but God says 366 times in the Bible, fear not. Why? Because we do. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense that we do it because Christians shouldn't do that. But guess what? God said it once for every day because we do. Amen. Admit the fear and come into the light and not allow the darkness to draw us back in shame. Allow the spirit of the living God to dwell within us but to change us. There's a transformation that takes place. And that transformation is every day that we're breathing until we go home to the Lord. It never changes. Get used to it. You have no more reason to judge others because you know something? We're not even called to judge ourselves. It says examine yourself. It doesn't say judge yourself. We only have one judge, our God. Amen? If we're living in Christ. But we have judges on the earth that Judged by the law, don't they? That's why he says, settle your differences before you go to court. Thus man will have to be the judge. Let the spirit of the living God judge. And when he judges us, he should see righteousness in us when we're following the law that dwells within us. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. To us, because guess what? Do we truly understand grace and mercy? Young man who knew the Lord, he knew Scripture much better than I did. He had a friend who took her life. On the same anniversary, a year or two later, a year or thing, he never understood the grace of God. So he took his life because of the of the torment that he lived with, and she took his life. So he thought that I don't know what he was thinking. But he certainly had a dark place because he never received the grace of God. God's grace freely given. We need to freely give it. But I tell you, we need to receive it. If we don't receive it, we want to draw back to the darkness, which takes life. 
instead of gives life. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. There's freedom to rejoice. There is freedom to praise. There is freedom to worship. There is freedom to testify. Because we've been redeemed and we've been healed. We've been forgiven. Freedom. Freedom to spread the good news. <laughs> Jesus is alive. And he dwells within me. how I know he's alive. That makes sense? Amen. Freedom to dance before the Lord. David danced before the Lord and they said he was not. But yet David was the apple of the Lord's eyes and he sinned greatly many times over. But yet time and time and time again the Lord forgiven. Though there was times that, that in great sin as he was the example to the nation that David had to pay the price. It wasn't that he wasn't forgiven, but yet the law still existed. Remember when they used the rooms, they, they said, well, this man had one sheep, and he had many sheep, but there was a man who only had one, and he took and slaughtered that sheep for the, for the party. Remember how they used it against him? David said, oh, he's got to pay four times over. That's the law. David was quoting the law. And what happened to David? He lost four sons. See, he paid four times over. He took a wife through Uriah. He took a wife that wasn't his. So we can dance before the Lord, we can sing before the Lord because the living God dwells within us and there is freedom when he lives within us. Amen? To rejoice. Today, I tell you to rejoice in the Lord. Second Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. May God dwell within you today. We can rejoice. Pray with us today. Tablets of stone have never been done away with. They've just been released. The Spirit of the Living God is in, in you. You'll come to understand that, that uh, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your brothers as yourself, and the rest don't matter. Because if you love God, you're going to keep His commandments. If He's dwelling within you, then you're not going to do anything against your brother, are you? You gotta understand the first half of how we how we deal with God, and the other half is how we deal with each other. So there's only two that matter. One, how we deal with God, and one how we deal with others. The other details don't make any difference. If we truly I say that I shouldn't say they don't make a difference. They become very minute because if you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, then you love your brother as yourself or your neighbor. Though some don't love themselves, do they? We have some that cut themselves. We have some that take their lives. We have some that do many things to ourselves. So we have so that issue is, is maybe that if they love God, then they don't love themselves. For the most part, someone who is a little standard, which is assumed we can love ourselves, in fact, we love ourselves far too much. I become the most important human over God for most of us. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your word, Lord God. I thank you for each one here. Lord, I thank you for the meal that's been prepared for us into our lives. Lord, I lift you to the individual. 
Lord, as you call us by name, you dwell within each one of us. Lord God, you ask us to, to walk in faith, to, to walk in light, and, and not the darkness. Lord God, I pray that there would be that transformation as your word talks Transformation from uh, from ourselves to, to dwelling and living for you. Lord God, may your spirit convict. May we yield to that conviction. Lord God, may we reach out to our neighbors and our brothers and sisters. Lord God, may we openly and freely admit to you our shortcomings as you already know them. Adam and Eve, he said, where are thou? He knew where they were. They were hiding because of the sin. They chose the dark place where no one could find them because of the sin. Heavenly Father, help us not to go to the dark place, but Lord, that we would run to the light. That we would be that light. And Lord God, that we would allow you to dwell within us for your purpose. That we would be transformed. That we would be changed. That we would be renewed. That we would bring revival. That joy, that glow on our face. That your glory be seen. Power us, Lord God. Strengthen us, Lord God. We thank you for the forgiveness. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you, Lord God, that you love us, that you call us by name. You know the hairs on our head. That you prepare a place. You're coming to get us. Lord God, that you love us. You're not forsake us. You're not abandon us. You never give us more than we can handle in the area of temptation. You give us a way out. Lord, all the stuff your word, your promises. Help us to receive them. Thank you for coming today. God bless you. Remember, we'll see you Tuesday.